Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Greetings, gals, gays, and assorted others. You are listening to Shelf Pleasure, a podcast where we discuss, as one of our dear friends put it, literature. You know, books where most of the plot is about the frequency and quality of taking someone's pants off and maybe playing around with them a little bit. Clitter- Welcome, literature enthusiasts. <laughs> yes, literature enthusiasts. You are home. Uh, we are your hosts, Kelsey. And Krista. And we're finally here at the end of a series. We finished a series! Well, Woo! I mean, the end of a series so far, because there could potentially be a fourth book, I guess, because one bell brother remains, and also there's some novellas, but we're not... We're not getting into that, so sorry. That but. novella can burn in hell. <laughs> there's two of them, in fact. There, wait, oh. Yes, there's Gloria is, oh, is one I, also. I, but I'm now, so bitter about the first one that I did. I was like, it doesn't exist to me. Now, if you have looked at our schedule on Instagram and read ahead and you've already finished Saint, please proceed. If you've not read it and you would like to experience this book unspoiled, Time to hit pause. I do not want to ruin this journey for anyone that wants to take it, you know, blind and and like go in without without knowing what's going on. Yes, because um, I mean, we're be fair, that's what we that's what we like. I don't like to be spoiled. Oh, when I'm nothing pisses me off like love, a spoiler. Yes, same. Or nothing will like ruin something for me. Like it'll take me right out. So. Yes, exactly. So and, we, and given we feel your pain if we are that for you. So we try to give you enough warning. Yes. Pause it, now. Given the details that we get into on this. It's yeah. going to be ruined beyond repair. Like a Regency woman caught smooching a duke in a hedge maze. It is over for you. <laughs> Hit pause. Now, uh, if you have stuck around this long, please direct your attention to the following agenda. We are going to go over some quick specs on the book, do a summary of major and probably a whole bunch of minor plot points that no one cares about but the two of us. And then we're going to talk about all the sexy stuff in the book and give you final reviews. Please remember that these reviews are just our perspective on what we've read, and it's heavily influenced by our mood because we're both horrible mood oh, readers yeah. and other environment environmental factors. So we are never, ever making a personal attack on your tastes. I don't even promise that I have taste. I hate crumble cookies, and I think those iced sugar cookies <laughs> that you get at Costco in packs of 30 are amazing. So I may, how, by all how accounts... How long have you been holding in the crumble cookie dig? I think how about how much I hate them every single day. And I tell anyone that recommends them how much I hate them. So I think about how much you hate crumble cookies multiple times a week. <laughs> I, it not, I can't say every single day, but every time there's like... I've really been getting, there's like a bunch of BuzzFeed articles that are like quizzes for crumble cookies. And every time, or like any ad or anything, I'm like, Kelsey fucking hates them so much. I do hate them. I think about it all the time. Insomnia cookies all the way. So yeah, you you don't have to agree with us. By all accounts, I'm actually tasteless. So (laughs) before before we get too far into... I'm I'm an arbiter of taste, so I won't say... (laughs) Uh, before we get into the episode, though, do you have any editor's notes to go over from last episode? No. 
I actually have a couple. So <gasps> nice. just real quick, one it's is a, so long. One I is a these. one is a misstep on my part because we talked about um, li- babies, littles, and middles last time, and I just neglected to mention littles is a type of age play where one party pretends to be younger than they are, and we talked about that. Just not that it was happening with Zenny and. Um, Sean, but I think we were talking like around like what age play is without defining it. So some people may have been listening and been like, what the fuck is littles? (laughs) So I just wanted to add context to last episode. That was my bad. I do try to define things that are maybe not like super commonly known terms. Um, So apologies if there's any confusion there, but also happy pride. Happy pride. I can't believe, I know we are queer all year on Shelf Pleasure and just wait until you see our August lineup, courtesy of Krista. Slight spoiler alert for August lineup, August is for lesbians. It's going to be so good. Happy And happy birthday to me. Yay. (laughs) Um, But we forgot to wish everyone happy pride because we record the episode before the first. So then when it came out, I was like, God damn it. We fucked up. So, um, yeah, and I also feel like at least like this book is a queer book. Yes. So, so it feels you know a little more like it on theme than for that one to be like, happy pride. Here's a straight romance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we were getting to the queer one. We just had to get through the straight one first. Yes. So, but that's all I have. Um, just those two things. So, getting into this week's read, Sinner was what we read last week. We are on Saint, book three of Sierra Simone's Priest series. And this centers on the final bell brother, Aiden. And like we discussed last time, they can technically all be read as standalones, but they're linked by theme and family. So they're basically a series. And the series is Taboo Erotic Romance. And this is the queer romance in the series. uh, And it was introduced originally in Center. Yeah. And they're also usually, I feel like they can be read as standalones, but you do kind of meet they're like you get some spoilery details, yeah. yeah. So I have to tell you, I was immediately derailed by this book. And after I read the prologue, I spent 20 minutes looking up the greater and lesser doxology hymns because I, <laughs> the church oh, I went to. Oh, bless you. I, I am a Roman Catholic, so I was like, I, I've had enough of you. I, I, didn't, I didn't look up anything. I was like. <laughs> so these were Presbyterian. I years of this. And I don't know what, what in the prologue made me think of it, but I was texting, like feverishly texting my mom and my grandmother. And I was like, what was the song that we sang? It's not the it's not the dexology there's like another song oh it was like it's not glory be um which is i think in roman catholicism called gloria patri but i was like there's this other one and it was the doxology uh so i spent 20 minutes trying to figure out what this song was and it fully dusted off memories that i haven't i love the way your mind works it's a mess sometimes i just like to hear how your mind works and how you like interpret things when you read because i feel like i feel like sometimes even though our opinions on books are can be very similar or sometimes very different the way we read and interpret things is really different so i i think it's interesting that sometimes like we get to the same conclusion in very very different paths yes i'd also confuse the shit out of my mom and my grandma and then i was i was like oh i'm reading a book and i was like wait i can't tell you anything about this book that i'm reading so just disregard everything i'm about to say or everything i I said previously yes (laughs) so uh so thank you sierra simone um I haven't thought about those things in a really long time, and I did recently because of you. Uh, but I find, uh, when I finally did start reading, I found Horror of Horrors, Elijah and Aiden have broken up, and almost five years have passed since Sinner concluded. 
and Aiden, a disaster bisexual and former millionaire finance, finance. maybe real estate I genius. I don't know if it's ever really clear what any of the Bell brothers do, except he for was Tyler, good with who money. was a literal priest. But yes. I feel like it, like they just constantly talk about how they were or are millionaires, but then, and like, oh, they're like business, 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 yes. but it's... Anything more than that? Maybe it is in there, and I just didn't retain it, but I feel like it never stood out to me that they had a clear, that Sean or Aiden had a clear job other than... Finance bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, uh, he's no longer a millionaire finance bro. He's a monk, uh, and now goes by Brother Patrick and wears a chastity belt, so he doesn't walk around with sad boners all day because he is still hung up on his ex. Um, who was also his brother's best friend. So a little, little messy there. A sign that yeah. maybe this is their the best. <laughs> if you still get you. sad boners five years later, yeah. like maybe this wasn't the choice yeah, for maybe you. Maybe something is going on. And he is so hung up on Elijah and he's still struggling with uh with monkhood, I guess. He's trying to get sent to an even more spartan monastery than the one that he's in and his current head monk is going to help him they're basically sending him on a european vacation where he will steal brewing secrets from other monks and then see if he wants a life with even more god and less everything else yeah is this for me yeah his goal he basically keeps telling you that his goal is that he just wants to completely devote his life to god and have like nothing else that, that that he's like telling you constantly he's like this is what i want but I can't stop getting boners over my ex from five years ago. <laughs> Before he can get too excited about this journey, however, Elijah appears during Aiden's period of silence, which is a little bit awkward because Elijah has come to tell him that the house that they shared five years ago was sold. Uh, Elijah quit his job and became a writer for a men's magazine. And, oh, he's engaged to be married. <clears throat> and he said he loved Aiden for a long time after he left. The assumption being he doesn't love him anymore. And honestly... If someone left me the way Aiden yeah. left Elijah, I don't know if you can be that mad about it. Uh, but Aiden is selfish and a bell. So uh, he is upset about the yeah. latest oh, development. Yeah. He, he like tries to like maintain his silence, but internally. I feel like there also is this weird thing with Aiden where he like, I, I think you get, because in the book this time, you get a little bit more of Elijah's perspective because each like a few chapters are interspersed with like excerpts from Elijah's journal. Yes. So you get his perspective on things. And I did laugh at one where he talked about like, Oh, Aiden is so different. He was silent and he really could tell he was listening and wanted to hear about me. And I was like the irony because we are getting Aiden's full perspective. And all he thinks about is himself the whole time. And like how you relate to him. I swear to God, the bell men will do anything but go to oh, therapy. Anything. Become a priest, fuck a nun, give up your worldly possessions, become a monk, done. Therapy? Yeah, nope. why bother? But the irony... I mean, technically, Aiden is in yeah. therapy, Suppo so... Supposedly, Aiden is in therapy, and he's been working through things. But I did ask myself, like, yes, because the best place for someone, because you kind of, like, it's hinted at that he had had, like, suicidal thoughts. And I was like, yes, the best place for someone having suicidal tendencies and deep-rooted trauma 
is to basically be alone with their thoughts in the woods. Yeah, exactly. I really question the efficacy of a therapist who has not brought up that all of the rapid life changes that he made may have been the result of a mental health disorder and not actually his life's calling. And like, maybe liquidating your assets before your meds kick in is a bad idea. But what do we know? Yes. I, I mean, Just, to be fair, we are not licensed therapists. so. <laughs> but I've been to a yeah. few. And I'll tell you, mine would have put a quick stop to that shit. Yeah. And a, and a lot of like the insecurities that he like keeps talking about where he's like, he can't stop thinking about Elijah or he's like clearly having these doubts and like things where I'm like, to me, they seem like some of the first and basic things that you would work through with a therapist. And they wouldn't let you make yeah, like, life changes of that magnitude that quickly before getting a full... Even, if you're a recovering alcoholic, you're not even supposed to be in a committed relate. You're not even supposed to date for a year. Same same if you're... Like yeah. other substance abuse. Yeah. So, uh, again, what do we know? We're not therapists. But yes. Elijah does show up just as Aiden starts to learn to have some fun again. And he is going to stay at the monastery for a week with Aiden since they're basically family. And why would there be any problems with that? Yeah, totally. Totally cool. And also like his like his brothers in monkhood um know that they know about that Aiden is openly like bi. He didn't want to like hide it or feel shame about it. Yes. Even though this is a Catholic monastery and the only way that in the Catholic Church you can be seen as like redeemed or holy or what I can't remember. If you're queer, yes, you, like, have, you to have to also be abstinent. Yes. Um, so, like, some of it, just so much irony. I, like, so you really reach in for this, that. This yeah. book made me even more mistrusting of the Catholic Church <laughs> because I was like, this man is just a walking red flag. You're saying like, you didn't find God in this book? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I, <laughs> I didn't find God in this book. Well, Elijah is here to find God and brewing secrets because he's going to write an article for his men's magazine on monks who brew, which is is really a thing. I've had I've had uh, beer brewed by monks. It's probably a thing like wherever you listeners yeah. live too. Because uh, I it's, didn't know it was a thing. I had to Google. I was like, wait, is this? I think it's a the, thing, and apparently, yes, it is. I think it's the Big E, which will only be <gasps> oh God, something yes. that people from the Northeast know about. Probably, it's like a huge uh, state I have expo. Seen that, actually, now but there that. are there's monks there that brew beer. It's really good. So when we go this year, we'll have to get some. Twist my arm. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. So um, Elijah gets treated to the grand tour, but he's really like, "This is it. This is what you gave up." our relationship and oh, yeah. our life for. And he calls Aiden selfish, which I heartily agree with, you know, personally. Um, but post-argument, Elijah and Aiden sit in this bower uh, on a bench together and they're watching fireflies. And they, this is like where, where Aiden feels God. Um, and they almost kiss, but Elijah apologizes the following day. And because this isn't messy enough, then Elijah's fiance, Jamie, drops by for a visit. We are treated to the flaming hot Aiden story to everyone's delight, including mine, honestly. It was a brief moment of levity in an otherwise super depressing oh, book. Oh, yeah. It's it's probably one of the... Oh, there's like a brief moment where they're bouncing on bouncy balls, and I think, before this. Yes. That like, fell out of character, but the flaming hot Aiden yes. story was like... This makes sense given that he was in high school and the type of character we know he was before. Yeah, and like, and, it's like and it's actually, a, actually, a little insight work because I feel like a lot of it is like because this is 
a second chance romance. They clearly have had this history. But I feel like a lot of times, like while you're reading it, it doesn't actually feel like a second chance romance. It almost feels like insta love. Yeah. Because I, I feel like you don't. Like, you're constantly told they had this past, but you don't really get much insight into it except for, like, a few things here and there. So this was one of the few where you actually, like, feel like you're getting a look into their past. And even, like, Aiden's past, maybe not necessarily him and Elijah's romantic past. Uh, Speaking of getting a look, you can actually see the tattoo (laughs) that Aiden has. It's at the very, the very last page of the book. It is a white dove carrying a flaming flaming hot cheeto and it's it kind of like, funny i think that it looks like a blunt though it does look like a blunt it yeah looks, it, it it looks like it's a, not apparent a that it's dove. a cheeto yeah like unless uh, you read it you'd be like why is this dove smoking a fat blunt <laughs> why isn't this dove smoking a black fat blunt though um but when so when he takes off his uh like his monk robe um, to show the rest of his brothers as they're telling the flame and high aiden story elijah sees the key to the cage slash chastity belt and he knows that Aiden is still putting his dick in a box on the daily because that you find out that like the cage that he uses is one that he and Elijah had bought to use together do you think that's why he still gets all the boners like you didn't get a new one you didn't get one just specifically for the purposes of being a monk you had to use your sex toy from the last committed relationship you were in yes i'm like that still haunts you it's like giving yourself like a little door back without admitting (laughs) that you gave yourself a little door back he always had an exit strategy that is an excellent point I, I mean, don't think I even realized it until we were saying it. I was like, wait a minute. So, like, no, you were, you're 100% right. And what gets you hotter and botherer than knowing someone needs to physically restrain themselves every day because you still have a direct line to their cock? <laughs> Apparently, nothing for Elijah because Aiden hears him jerking off in their, his neighboring room after Jamie leaves the monastery. And Aiden bad, bad monk that he is, takes this opportunity to touch himself around the cage. And I have to say, I'm familiar with chastity devices. I have some friends that are very into this type of play. And I still had to do some Googling based on the description in the book to get a sense of like what I was looking at. I couldn't figure out what it was. Because at first, like when they said, he kept saying cage. So it I is was literally like, is a, it cage? a literal cage? Yeah. Or, but then there's another description but it's kind of dick shaped. It seem, like there was another description that just made it seem like it was a cock ring. Yeah, this is exactly why I did some Googling. So so now educate, all of my targeted educate, ads, educate <laughs> it's both. It, it fits around the base of the penis and it is like a dick-shaped like cage. It's like it's made of like spooled wire. Um, so it prevents you from getting girthier or like growing in any way. It just, cons- it keeps you contained to the I cage. I know that you're using the proper terminology. It just, I had a 13-year-old boy moment. But also, was it just me or I just kept imagining like... This thing, like when he would sit down or something, it was just clunking around. Oh, I assumed it made noise. Like, I don't I know. Like, That's probably not correct. No, like when I feel like if you sit down on a wooden seat, like even if it's a plastic thing, I guess depends on how big your dick is. I'm also know. like Aiden. He feels like he's kind of into the pain part of it, yes. and so I don't really know. Then this is doing what he thinks it's doing. No, because I, this boy I is feel like so everything about like he's into. You got it for like sexual reasons yes. like as like a, ooh like a chastity play 
but the intent was always that you were going to get off. So I don't know if it was ever going to do what you wanted it to do, especially because you bought it with your ex that you're trying to stop thinking about. And this boy is so depraved and deprived that he comes inside the cage just from touching kind of like around it and getting like the bare minimum stimulation. And we know this is not enough. This is the tiniest, saddest orgasm that just keeps you hungry. Just, yes, it's not... (laughs) It's not a full. He even like tells you how like a cage, just like a drippy orgasm, basically all like just one step uh, like above a ruined orgasm. (laughs) I mean, I feel like he would be into denial like that too, though, just based on how much he wears the cage. Um, But later, the two of them. They get caught in a storm and they're stranded in the hermitage and they start some real aggressive kissing before Jamie interrupts them with a call. And after the call, Elijah bails, Aiden confesses, and the monks are actually pretty cool about the whole, like, breaking your... These monks are more chill than I ever thought monks would be. Like, none of them are judgmental. All of them are really encouraging. And, like, it's like, oh, maybe. But I do appreciate that, like, finally, like... I guess the head monk or whatever it's called. I clearly, I did so much research is like, Hey, while you go on this trip, I think it's important for you to take a moment and really figure out like, is this the right path for you? And no, like it's not a shameful or bad thing. If you decide this life isn't for you. Yes. But like, and, and he's like, of course, Aiden is immediately like, no, no. Like I know, I know what I'm about. I know. And, and Aiden is, raring to go to head to Europe and find God again when, surprise, Elijah comes back and he's coming too because he's going to write more stories about monks who make beer. And their first stop is Belgium to see Trappists there, which are like the most hardcore yeah. yes, monks I ever. all of these monasteries are Trappist monasteries, but they're even varying degrees of Trappism. Trappist monasteries. Yes. So like the final one is like the most dour. Like if you like, have you anything, know. it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you've cracked a smile in the past three months, you're not dour enough. Yeah, and there is there is a good amount of God stuff in here, which is just how I'm going to summarize it so we get through I, all this. But it's well, also you could use my summary, which was hashtag monk life. Yes, perfect, perfect. I wonder if that's like I wonder how many uh, posts on Instagram are under hashtag monk life. That'll be an editor's note. <laughs> We're going to find out. Uh, but there there is a lot of God stuff here, but it's also a good amount of hiking and picnics and finally asking the good questions like why Aiden and Elijah made such drastic changes in their lives. And Aiden starts to realize that like it might be possible for him to have some kind of happy media medium between strict monasticism and secularism, which, duh, holy shit, <laughs> it's your life. Do whatever you want with it. Men are impossible. Impossible. I swear, we needed 200 more pages after this for him to figure this out. And I guess, you know what? Take your journey in the time that it, it takes you. Yeah. But I was like, dude, the- you have two brothers that did this shit. How have you learned yeah, nothing? Like, it, like it, This book in particular felt the most, I feel like, the running theme with this series is a little bit of like, you get to a point where you're like, why are you still doing this? Like, why are you still a priest? Why are you still going to be a nun? Like it, like, come on, like you're doing this just for the sake of that's like what the plot has to be. But this is the one that feels the most like, why, why get your shit together, baby. Like take, take a hint. And then they, yeah, like I did 
laugh because I felt like Aiden Bell is white feminism personified <laughs> when he talks about like he's like oh I, I started to see all these issues with like women and people of color not being hired and, and of course I stepped in and tried to do something but it really didn't make a difference so I just left the world and I was like cool story bro and then <laughs> fuck changing it from the inside yes just go give up everything yeah, just give up and just give up all your worldly goods and it's why even bother trying yeah. and and then there is like a moment where uh, Elijah is talking about how he left his job and having like experienced this moment of racism but I did also feel like I was like this chapter felt very obviously to me like a white woman like I was like it's obvious a white woman wrote it yeah I got that because too. it's just like the Elijah piece kind of much like the moment in Sinner when Zenny has the moment at the gala where people are being like obviously racist to her and Sean gets really upset and it just feels like it's thrown in this story about Elijah having been the victim of racism at work but it doesn't really have anything to say about him experiencing the racism and just that it exists. Yeah, I was like, it doesn't really add anything to the story. And then it's never brought up again. And yeah, it just feels like I'm like, we don't need this moment in here to remind us that it's an interracial romance. Like you can just let it like, let them be an they interracial just, couple. They're already they unhappy on their yeah. own. You don't have to add this in. They could have just... We like, know it exists in the real world. Joy. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it was one Well, it's going to be a while I, yeah, before they like, get any of that. Although, yes. so, in Belgium, yes. they do get to explore some monastic ruins and have some sexy role play and blowjobs. Yeah, so they get lost in the woods. There's this what-if theme running through the book, which we get to see um, the origins of here on the day that they met, and they use it to play sexy games in not private places. And this is... There is genuinely a beautiful description of oral here, especially for someone that likes to give and who gets off on their partner's reaction. So if that is your thing, this was probably a very good scene for you. Um, it, it made me think back to How to Bang a Billionaire, which has a fantastic description of a blowjob in it. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. I was oh, like, yeah. damn, this is really like, good. Yeah. The Van so, Gogh of blowjobs. Yes. Uh, so this is another one for if you like to give oral, like, from Aiden's perspective here, like, this is a good scene for you, probably. Yeah. Or um, if you just like a good oral scene. Yeah, like a, true. A good, like, um, male oral scene. Yes. Um, of course, there is some regret on Aiden's part since he's continuing to break his vow of celibacy yeah. just left and right. And there's just... also a great moment of Elijah scolding Aiden because he doesn't have the key with him for his cage and he like scolds him about it being unsafe. It's super um, kink. Unsafe. And I was like, yes, get him. Yes. But I, I also love that like they keep, they keep talking about Aiden, how he used to talk incessantly and now he's like so quiet and he listens. And I was like, Aiden may not talk incessantly anymore, but he does in his head. And <laughs> sometimes I was like, just shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> like his thoughts take me right. Like for me, the, so the spice was like, it would get really good. And then his thoughts would take me right out of it because it makes every moment five times longer than it needs to be. And as like, it explains always, the length of the book. Yes. And as always, don't get me started on like the sexual moments having to be compared to a religious experience every time. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> like, we by, know we're, th by we're three, the third by, book. By three books, I was like, 
I, I got it. It's, <laughs> it's enough for me. But yeah, it was like ones where I was like, oh, I'd be getting into it. And then like, he would just like drift off in his thoughts. And I was like, can can you get back to the blowjob? He's like unmoored. Because I, yeah. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> I don't care about the breeze right now. No. Uh, well, after the, the blowjob in the ruins, um, when they go back to the monastery, Elijah helps helps uh, Aiden commit some more vow breaking by sneaking into his room at night and helping Aiden jerk off onto him. So Aiden can't feel that bad if he didn't stop him. No. Uh, and then... They, there's like almost no resisting for any of this. Like every moment, it's just like for they're Elijah. around. Anytime they're alone, they basically hook up. Yes. Uh, and then we're on to France. And in this section, I did find Aiden's descriptions of depression and like the specific depressive episodes that he had to be very accurate yes. and very relatable. And despite being kind of met on a lot of the things happening in the book, I have to say that these were very well done. And if you have experienced them personally, you may have related to some of the story. Like he would talk about where he would get home from an event and he would know he'd have something really important to do for Elijah or someone that he loved and he'd be like I just could not I could not get myself yeah. up off the couch where you're just sitting and you're kind of like in um the, like executive dysfunction where you're like I just can't I cannot bring myself to do a single yeah. thing I, I mean that was me Monday where I was like my brain isn't gonna brain today yeah and and so I do think the descriptions here um possibly tough to read if you're like going through something like that yeah but I think they were very accurate so and I was drawn to those aspects but in this new French Abbey, our valiant queers are exploring some more deconsecrated de churches <clears throat> and engage in some light petting and talking about coming out, which, again, made for a really nice, genuine touch to the story, I think. Um, yeah. the, the two of them talking about, like, fears surrounding coming out and all of that. So there were, uh, among the very, very... Uh, sad and like kind of redundant parts of the story there was some there were some good little nuggets in there and then finally finally we get down to getting railed in more ruins yeah, after, after harvesting like lavender all day a, yeah, he's working out in a field <gasps> in his underwear what a vibe it's like truly a treat 10 out of 10 for atmosphere uh <laughs> and we finally get to taking the cage off of Aiden and this poor deprived man his getting a single dick. suck his blowy. Poor, his poor fucking dick. The whole time, I w I also kept thinking, I was like, how good, like, I feel like it can't be good for it to just be caged like that long term. Like, I know he takes it out to wash it, but. But still, one suck blowy and he was done. <laughs> <laughs> A single, a single dick just suck, one, and he was just done. One little suck, and yeah. it's like the um. Remember the Tootsie Pop of like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a For Tootsie Aiden? Pop? And instead of three, it's just one. one. <laughs> uh, emotionally, at this point in the story, we know they love each other, but they both know that this is going to end when the trip ends. So it's all terribly angsty and dramatic. Yes, uh, and, but you also do get um, Elijah fucking Aiden in the ass, bent over the altar. Yes, uh, and that what a treat yeah uh and, and then yeah and then of course the one suck the one a one suck to rule them all <laughs> uh and during the time they have together they're gonna play more of the what if game uh the next time it's aiden is a college freshman and jerking off with someone for the first time and aiden jerks off onto elijah and then he jerks elijah off using his own cum as lube so sticky 
just like a so waffle sticky. house sticky. Oh god. It's just waffle so. house I can't. <laughs> Everything's sticky in a waffle house. It's the stickiest thing that's, I could think that's of. That's going to be the next Jonas Brothers song. It's everything sticky at the waffle house. <laughs> Royalties to me. Thank you. Uh <laughs> So uh then let's see aiden fucks elijah at a new holy site i think you all probably sense the theme here yes. this is they, I, they I gave aiden more, more monk games bad daddy monk and this time aiden is the one doing the fucking but i mean the monks gave him an all expenses paid trip around Dude, europe to fuck his ex is this the way to do europe like i no pun intended I, <laughs> sorry I just, I think he's really onto something here. I wasn't just really into the church through, stuff. Just fuck your way through um ru- the ruins of Europe. I mean, that's a real vibe. That sounds very fun. Add in some crowns and like running in long dresses through ruins. Oh, yeah, and I, want really... a, I want like a full costume moment. Yeah. I want, a, like, I want a full like cosplay fantasy. I was about to say I want an Outlander moment, but then I remembered all of the content in Outlander and thought, no, no, I don't. Uh, it's real dark. Just, just in costume only. Yes, costume only. Uh, so after fucking at the new holy site, Sean FaceTimes Aiden and accidentally sees Elijah's naked ass. So then Aiden spills. And I think he was just waiting for this opportunity. Oh, yeah. He was like, please, uh, I need a friend. And then, and he gets one because Father Jordan, who is Sean and Zenny's priest, appears at the Abbey and he knows Aiden's secrets. He knows. Because uh, I think you meet him in Priest and like Tyler's like, oh, they went to like seminary school together. And oh, he's like, yeah. oh, he always had like some type of like weird presence where it felt like he could predict the future or like is had he some Jesus? type of like, maybe. Is, is he the second coming? Is co- Father Jordan. Is Father Jordan the second coming? Jesus. Well, we may never know. Unless Ryan unless gets a book. Unless they read a book about it. Yes. Uh, so uh, Father Jordan is also looking for something similar to Aiden, where he wants something between God and secularism that kind of blends both, which is every book, honestly. Yeah. It's literally every character going through this thing um, in, in the three-book series has had the same, like, problem. Uh, but Aiden finds some real kinship there, so good for him. Alas, a- Elijah and Aiden must bid adieu to France. But the next stop is Ireland, and it's the real, it's like the... Yeah, this is where, this is what Aiden has been fucking waiting for. He's like, this is... This is it. This is the saddest of sad places. <laughs> this is, yes. It's going to be beautiful So and much God sad. and nothing else. Uh, but on their way, they have a very romantic what-if date night in London. And uh, they go to a museum and they like, stro- they stroll around like a, like a regular couple. Like Aiden wears street clothes. He's not wearing the robes or the, the scapular. Yeah. It, the, like, spills, the like apron spill, thing yeah, on it. He spills coffee on his monk robes. So, and he doesn't really have time to get out his full, he can't like reach or access his second pair of robes. So he wears like street clothes. I did think I was like really excited because I was like, oh, this is going to be a great opportunity to actually see them enjoy a day together and like a breath of fresh air from all the drama and intensity that really was in most of the book and see them experience like real intimacy that's not just sexual but then it was all kind of I was I was kind of a little let down because then it was all just summarized. It was real quick. And like it it's almost like a like fade to black kind of like yeah, like it it's just like a quick summary of what's what happens. And yeah. then Aiden wants um to tell Elijah why he left. But Elijah just is kinda like, No, not tonight. 
like, uh, like I don't want to ruin this day. Yeah. And then they just have a bunch of sex again. Yes. So it's like yet another, it turns into like, oh, this is going to be like a nice, like, like chapter of them having fun and like experiencing a little joy. And then it's just kind of another sad chapter. Yes. And I was yet like, another. It, was, it just did feel like I was like the book at times. I was like, this book was very joyless when it really needed it. <laughs> it did. Uh, but on to Ireland, uh, our couple continues to sneak out of the abbeys that they visit and fucking possibly a graveyard in this one. I was not positive whether or not it was a graveyard, but Aiden does finally confess here the night that he considered suicide and was saved by a text. And then after that is he is why he gave it all up to become a monk. And it's, I think the, the text that he got was like, lift your eyes to the hills or something, which is, it was something along the lines of the vibe was lift your eyes to the hills, yeah. uh, which is a verse somewhere in the Bible. Uh, <clears throat> but what he describes to me was a lifelong battle with depression, no doubt exacerbated by the alcohol and drug abuse. And again, what the fuck was his therapist doing? Dude. You cannot let a patient just liquidate their whole life and just go become a goddamn monk. That is that not like textbook suicidal behavior? Like giving away your your yeah, like it's it's worldly possessions like, like for that? help. And like every time Aiden said how much therapy he's done and like years of therapy that he's worked on, I wanted to throw my fucking Kindle because in the book, we never once see him go to therapy outside of like um, a group that he has gotten together at his monastery that he like put together of like them to like talk theology and also like about like it's other monks that have had issues with depression or on um, like antidepressants or the like or like being medicated for mental health issues. So he like you have that brief moment, but then. He meant he name drops his therapist as like Dr. Rosie and how she saved his life, but you never meet her. And he's and I was like, shouldn't you actively if you are being medicated and you're still having these questions and doubts and thoughts like and you think in such extreme ways, like how are you not meeting with your therapist at least a couple times, at least twice a month or something like that? Like I it just was so frustrating to me just to be constantly told how much therapy he's in. But then not see it. It's all telling and yes. no showing. Like and it, yeah, and it just it felt like a lot of the stuff. I was like, this feels like basic stuff you should have worked through a therapist with. And also, I think he when he goes, he like shows up at the monastery. He's like shows up through the gift shop, and they're like, oh well, clearly something's wrong. So they send him to. He's this in pajama pants. And he, yeah, he's checked in, but then he is only there for three days, yep. and then after like, and then he goes back to the monastery. And I was like. Three days. Oh no, that's three days. I was. That's like, hardly enough what? for like a battery of like like tests. You are, if you were still going through something, like I was like, yeah, I was like, this yeah. feels like I was like, mm, is, I feel like it. I was like, what is the church doing right now? If this is well, that's, uh, that's like, also I the thing. Supposed to like make them look good, but I was like, this makes me question them even more. Even Who though, is granted, this therapist? This, I know this is not the real Catholic Church. It's here, someone interpreting it, but I was like. What the fuck, man? Yeah, and in his path to becoming a monk also gave me some cult vibes because he was yeah. like taken away from his friends and family, and and but I that could also be my trauma talking um, because I feel that way about a lot of organized religion. But despite well, him claiming, a, really quick, I had a conspiracy. I think I texted you that I was like conspiracy theory for this book is this like was his therapist really just a recruitment tool for the Catholic monk? I believe it. I believe it. Oh, 
oh, are you having a tough crisis? You're not, you're having a bad day. Oh, you're, you know what you should do? Give up all your worldly positions and become a mom. Give us your millions she of dollars. them out. And, uh. Go live a life of solitude. Yes. Yeah. I dis- And despite him claiming that being a monk is his life's calling, it's his vocation, it's what he gave up everything for, he's now ready to give all of that up again to have a life with Elijah. And he tells Elijah after they have some more deconsecrated ruins to bang in, and they make a whole ritual of it, um, which is very Sierra Simone if you've read any of her other oh, yeah. work. Uh, but you know that this just doesn't sit right with Elijah. Yeah. And we were right. Well, because, yeah, because he tells him, like, oh, if it wasn't for you, like, if you didn't come on this trip with me, I would have just, like, moved to this. I would have moved to stayed this right Irish, here. like, um, monastery, and I would have been totally fine. Yes. Uh, which is what everyone wants to hear. Well, and it, Elijah's like, I can't make Aiden give up this vocation. But I, I feel like this was so utterly predictable at this point and i was frankly kind of bored because we've already seen this twice now like this is the same formula just like if i like it i'll buy it in a different color yes Uh, oh big time and elijah does at least publish the articles on the monks elijah leaves and like aiden is like going to tell him but elijah's in the wind yes in the wind a lot of like going through the motions and so Elijah publishes the article on the monks and their beer and his relationship without blowing up Aiden's spot or anything. Although, like, really, how many monks are reading this article and they're going to be like, yeah, that Aiden, yeah. Be- Father Patrick, Brother Patrick. Brother It's Patrick. brother, yes. Yeah. Um, Tyler was a father. Aiden is a brother. <laughs> my uh, father, my brother, my brother. <laughs> um, but it, and it's all very heartfelt and beautiful. And Aiden knows that at this point he still has to leave. And he does something that made me laugh really hard, not because it's funny, but because it's so dumb. He calls Tyler for <laughs> advice, which is fucking wild because Tyler is an idiot. And throughout his entire book, we were like, this hot, dumb, hot dumb. Idiot. Like, but that is he, the, like, if you asked me to describe Tyler Bell in two words, it would be hot, idiot. Followed by The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, but. Every other brother goes to Tyler for advice. And I guess it really makes sense when you realize that they rely on him to make good decisions when he himself is incapable of making good decisions. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, uh, Aiden leans on good old Tyler for some life advice. And Aiden leaves the brotherhood and he goes to work for Sean. And he also visits Father Jordan to discuss that, like, in between vocation that's that's not vowed and it's not an unvowed life and he learns that father jordan mystical man is the one that sent him the text that saved his life Spooky. Um, but i don't think we ever find out why he would just randomly text no this number at like, like four a, in the morning he just just like a weird like oh like a yeah, wink like yeah like a spiritual i I'm, i'm blanking on the word but i was like it's not winsome but like uh yeah it i i there's like, I was there's dissatisfied like a, a, with a word the lack that I'm like of, trying to think of that's like oh like mysterious and like kind of like cheeky and yeah it'll come to me later and I when it's useless for the recording of this I wanted more of the why and how like even yes. if he said I was called by God to tell to send this to you I would be like well I don't like that but whatever yeah but or we don't get like anything I, yeah, just something I was like I it, it just felt weirdly out of place for like. It felt like almost like a Hallmark movie when it's like someone's really Santa. And I was just like, yes. They give you like the little wink. <laughs> and it felt like that, which tone wise does not fit with the rest of this no, book. No, not really. Like, 
I it's really magic. And and Aiden is still after this. He's still whole in hail after eight weeks leaving the monastery. So he knows that his mental wellness was not wholly reliant on being in the Brotherhood. Um, and he's still on his meds, and he's still going to a very questionable therapist. But he approaches Elijah Supposedly. to get back together at a gala, which they met at a gala. So it's all very cute yeah, um, and, and full circle. Like a, it starts as like a little repeat of like how they first got together. Yes. And, and because all the bells get a happily ever after complete with wedding bells, Aiden and Elijah get married and all of his monk friends attend. And I assume they serve just excellent beer at the reception. Uh, so I think it's the fastest we've ever summarized a book, yeah. except for maybe the first episode ever. Um, but I hope you feel accomplished. I feel accomplished. We've I hit do. a milestone I'm very today. Proud of us. Um, but what were your final thoughts on the the book or the series as a whole? If you have any like final notes, yeah. So I overall I was like I think that the book is really well written, and it's not that it's bad. I did say I was like when I started reading my my first note that I put in it all was like a general like I feel bad. But I was like, this book at the time was the last thing I wanted to be reading because I had a ma- I had just finished Fourth Wing and I had a massive book hangover. So I, my notes were apologies in advance for how my notes will probably be. These are the pitfalls of being a mood reader. Um, but again, like I feel like with most of like with all the books in the series, like they're all well done. The spice is really good. Like Sierra, if Sierra Simone does one thing, she writes good fucking spice. She does. Like it is always really sexy and like. Like, so that part really, like, worked for me. Um, but, like, in the book wasn't bad. There was just, I didn't really find anything enjoyable about reading this. Like, the book, it was, like, 400 pages, and it felt, I felt every 400 page. Like it, Oh, yeah. And it, oh, yeah. And it was a really, like, at times brutal combination of depressing and boring. Like, I needed some goddamn queer joy. <laughs> And just let them experience it's an it's a queer interracial comp- yes. couple give them joy like, i'm like yes, even if it's re- in the past exactly like in the real world like there is enough like hard and depressing things about like what you could encounter in the real world so it's like i i know like it would be really out of theme but like i needed a ba- i need more of a balance of like the serious moments with the like so I need some happiness. Um, like, I also felt like weirdly, I had no connection to these two as a couple. Like, I haven't rooted for them to be together the whole book. And which was really disappointing because we met them in the other book. And I was like, really excited to see like, ooh, how their romance went and a little more like insight into it and what their relationship was like. Yeah. And for a second chance romance, like, I felt no heat between them, like no tension. It was very tell. Like we're told constantly how much they want each other, but I just didn't really feel it for all the long drawn out talk of guilt and shame. Aiden never really resists. Like they basically hook up or almost hook up whenever they're alone. We just have to be told over and over how bad he feels about it after and that he needs to resist. But it's an issue with, I think, the series as a whole. Like, it, it's an issue that I think the series as a whole suffers from, where it just never feels believable why the characters can't just be together. Like, there was zero reason for Elijah to ever be engaged, let alone 
need for us to meet poor Jamie. Like it poor takes, Jamie. Yeah, like, it, like actually, we in our. I'm just realizing in our review, we didn't even. I don't know if we even mentioned that. Like Elijah goes, he tells Jamie, and then ends their engagement. I don't even oh, know. No. If we we, we didn't skipped even over it. That he called off his engagement, which before Europe, which says so much. And like, like it. The book needed flashbacks to when they were together. I I think it. I I hate to agree to give more page count yeah. to the book but I do agree you should swap out some of the repetitive yeah, like, shit and give us some like flashbacks where there is joy yes like we could have had less descriptions of breweries and like beer and, and all the yeah. times Aiden was we we understand Aiden was struggling with depression and anxiety and like a number of things at that point but we had so much of that in flashback and less of the times where their relationship was really good yes exactly you get like a one quick like the closest you get is like one quick story about like um them having ice cream together and aiden having sprinkles in his pocket for elijah because they never give enough but like for a second chance romance it feels more like insta love like i had said which even though they know they were together for years as readers there's no authentic connection to that like there's a notice noticeable disconnect between the story and their history and it's that feeling of when you know in your head something is true, but it just doesn't feel real. And like, or like you'll have these moments where you're like, oh God, I totally forgot about that. Which to me, I'm like made the story a little less effective. And no one in the book, I felt like felt fully formed. Like at one point I was 315 pages in and I just realized I don't think I could tell you a distinguishing thing about the characters. That's not just basic surface level fact is a monk yeah is a monk is not a monk yeah like <laughs> is a writer like is white is black like yeah it's just very like basic it's not really anything that like about who you are and like every time and but my biggest like I think my biggest beef was that every time his therapist and years of therapy were mentioned like it sent me into a rage spiral by the end because I think his therapist is terrible and should have her fucking license revoked Hard but agree. also because after th- at least 391 pages, they were, like, we never actually saw him go to therapy. It was over 400 pages. And, like, he clearly should be going. And I think that would have been an interesting perspective to get. Like, instead of, like, oh, Brother Jordan or, like, like t- even Tyler, I would have rather seen him talk to his therapist, who he supposedly trusts and helped him. Yes. To, like, make him realize some of this stuff and to come to terms with stuff, like... And so much was, like, his thinking pattern, his patterns of thinking were stuff, like, I was like, you should be working with your therapist, like, from the beginning. Like, any good therapist, I think, would have clocked those things. I was like, what did they talk about the weather? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I just, like, I think, yeah, overall, this was not my favorite in the series. I just felt like it was really, like, I was just really bored with a lot of it. And again, like, it's not that it was a bad book or, like, that I hated the characters. Like, I didn't really hate anything about it. I was just kind of bored. So my star rating, I gave it two and a half. And spice rating, I would say it's between, like, a three and a four. I think, like, it is, like, very spicy. I would say maybe leaning more towards three because it is a lot of, like, it's a little more on the graphic side of spice. But, um... It's not like an overwhelming part of the book. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. There's yeah. a lot more stuff going on. Uh, what did you think of the book after my long ramble? <laughs> well, this also just isn't 
my favorite, but it wasn't my least favorite either. I think by the time we no, got we, I know. <laughs> we got to Poor Saint, most of the themes and the plot points felt very repetitive, and we kind of knew exactly where the story was taking us. Like, there was no surprise in this yeah. at all, which, not that every book needs to have some, like, shocking plot twist, but it's just, we kind of knew the path that we we were going on. And there's so much repetition regarding Aiden being a former millionaire and a party boy. And considering this book was around 100 pages too long, I think if we just cut that, that we would have been much better off. Um, yeah, they're not things you really forget. N- no. Like, as this, I, I was reminded every it. chapter that he used to be a millionaire, but now he is a, a monk living in, like, poverty and humility. And I was like, I now he's fucking a Taylor Swift of monks. know. I know. I know. I get it. Um, on the pro side, like, Aiden and Elijah sharing their fears around coming out felt really genuine. And then the Aiden, we haven't talked about it up to this point so, somehow, but Aiden talking about someone seeing your body after it has changed a lot. Um, and his fear around Elijah seeing him after he used to be, like, he used to go to the gym and was really, like, fit, but, like, kind of skinny fit, I yeah, got. He, ca- he calls it, like, almost like, like, like model muscles, or, like, muscles yes. that more for show. Exactly. And then. Even though I did think, like, I think it's a good moment, but I think that it's ironic because he's just, like, still, like, super buff and muscular and, like, now he's like hot. Now he's, like, bigger. Like, bear territory. Um, but he's, from but being he, a lumberjack working like in the woods, bigger, but like muscle bigger. I he's got him like, like huskier too. Cause he talks about having like his stomach being like much more round than, not that he's doesn't have a muscular torso, just that he's bulkier than he was previously. And he wasn't necessarily comfortable with like how much, you know, with his shoulders took up. And, and and so seeing someone after having not seen them for a long time and left under the conditions in which he just fucking left one night, um, the fears around Elijah yeah, seeing him. For, and they were engaged to someone else too. Yes, yeah. So I thought that was like, that was really good. And they both had valid criticisms about Catholicism and queer folk Preach. and women. Um, and then Aiden's, I would have liked more of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could have a whole book of that. Uh, but Aiden's struggle with depression and suicidal ideation, I think, was well handled. Um, yeah, it does. It does feel very authentic and like the that, which at times makes it a, like kind of brutal to read because it, yeah, like if you've ever had those moments, it fe- you're like oh, I know how this feels. Like, it feels very accurate. Yes. Which also can be really brutal. Uh, yeah. Know. Especially, like, he he was clearly struggling with, like, intrusive thoughts and that lapel de vide, mm-hmm. the, um, which is the call of the void, uh, that that is, like, a type of intrusive thought. And <clears throat> it's really hard, and it can be scary and difficult to talk about with someone. So seeing a character struggle with it and all of those things and more on Aiden's journey, I think, is important. So whatever my qualms with the book overall, the, I was happy with the way that that was handled. So because Sierra Simone writes a great story, yeah, like, like she, she's a good like writer. she's a she's like, a great I don't writer. Her um, writing like, I think like it's a well written book. This one just this one had the unfortunate circumstance of coming last. Yes. So I gave it three stars and three peppers, and I think my main takeaway from this series is pick one, pick the one that you think has the tropes that you will like. And just read that one. And the other ones are largely the same, but the characters are swapped out like a teeny tiny bit. And for me, I should just stop after Priest. I liked Priest. Priest was good. Should not have read Midnight Mass. Oh, that did, I should not have read did a Mass, real disservice it, to Priest. Yes, I do. Um, I 
second this. I do think that I agree. I Brett, think, read like, one. Like yeah, because they are they're, technically standalones. They're, kind of, they're unless like I mean. If you really like, like, a heavier, like, angsty read, though, I think then maybe, like, doing the series as a whole will be fine for you. Or maybe it's one where you break it up a little more. I think, like, I had liked Priest, but I fucking hated Poppy. <laughs> and then I read Midnight Mass and I hated Tyler. So, Fair. Um, but then I, like, I did read Sinner right after and I really enjoyed that. Um but then I had a big gap between, but then for this, I did reread Sinner. And then, so having like, I think the two like in a row for me was tough. And also it just like, wasn't necessarily, I, I do feel like I do have to preface like my review is like, it just wasn't what I wanted to be reading. So I feel like maybe if I had been more in the mood for it, I would have like, enjoyed it a little more. I do still think I would have had like some of my overall issues because I really enjoyed Sinner, but there were, I was like, it's not perfect. I also had the, um, like I, I also had the timing off on this because I finished a reread of the Folk of the Air series, um, which is Holly Black's The Cruel Prince, The Wicked King and The Queen of Nothing, which is my favorite series. Like it, it might actually be my favorite series of all time. I love this because I also am going to share a fun Kelsey and Krista fact oh, yes. about the Folk of Air series. That is actually the first book and series that we ever buddy read together. And it was kind of the start of our friendship. And we are getting best friend tattoos. Yes. Uh, Krista already has hers. I have, I'm in the middle of one tattoo project now. So my next one will be the matching Sort of matching. They're yeah. different spots. But We're getting Rowan Berry matching Rowan Berry jewelry. Yes. So, um, which keep you from being ensorcelled. And I can't recommend that series enough. And you, just, I'm not done with Fourth Wing yet, but I am enjoying it. Um, and you I had loved, a horrible hangover after oh, it. So I loved Fourth Wing. We was both I was like, had. Yes. I was like, it, it. To me, I was like, it lived up to the hype. I just had so much fun reading it. So and, yeah, we, we were book hangovering hard. It was it was rough. I think I just laid on the floor one night and I was like, I can't bear to do anything except think about fairies and elf him. Uh, and here I am. And that series isn't really spicy. It's like YA, no. very close to, to I think that, new adult. Yes, I think that series is criminally um, mismarketed. H hard agree because like, I think it's one of the best like, things oh, that's read been written. Avatar, read this, and I'm like, I. No, I was like, they're very different vibes and you have to be wanting very specific things. But I was like, it is a great story, but it is romance second story first. Yes. But it has great political intrigue. It's and like intro to Game of Thrones. Yes. It's but so much fun. I, I, lo I also love If you that like series, a knife so. wife, that story is for you. Yes. So, so yeah, coming off of that, it, Saint was not set up well for me to like fall in love with it. I didn't hate it, but I was like, I should have just stopped reading after Priest. Yes. So I feel like I was excited. I had like gone in like kind of like originally I was excited for this one. Because it's a because, queer story. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's like a queer story. It's I was like, oh, it maybe like that will be different. And at first when we first started it, when we got the um, journal articles, I thought that it was going to be dual point of view. And I was like, oh, uh, but if then only. It, but then it wasn't. And it, like you get little, you get more of Elijah's point of view than any other um, love interest in the series. Previously. Which is something, I but, guess. But I was like, oh, I, I kind of, I almost would have liked, I feel like it needed something to make it stand out and be more different other than it just being queer. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. 
So, okay, final question then. How would you rank the books that you've read in order? You do not have to include Midnight Mass unless you oh, would I'm like unless Midnight you would Mass like to say something. Where it's going. That's yes. Okay. So, for me, it was uh Sinner was my favorite, then Priest, then Saint, and Midnight Mass way all down in the depths. Yeah, I I fucking hate that book so so much. I just like I I think it does such a disservice to Priest because it changes a lot of the di- like it changes some characterizations of Poppy and Tyler that like it was there a little bit in the book, but if it, it, it makes it a marquee worse. And yeah, I was, and they're supposedly married for like a certain amount of time, and I was like, how is your communication issues? worse like i was like and i already at the end of priest had been like i think that you two should break up (laughs) um so then i got to midnight mass and i was like this is this is a whole book that sierra simone wrote to prove that i was right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh what about you i would do priest first that was my favorite then saint and then sinner and midnight mass i'm just I just burn it. No, just no. I just don't even want to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you like Midnight Mass. I'm so sorry. But I hate that book with every fiber of my being. Yeah. I I just it's one of the worst books I ever read in my life. That is I I, I was gonna say high praise, but low praise. I will be fair, I I did DNF it because I like I was so pissed off at it. I finished it and can tell you you didn't miss really anything. But uh is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about with either the series overall or or saint specifically no i feel like i got all my thoughts out how about you nope none for me so we did it friends it took more than a year but we finally finished a series that we started which is going to be a bit of a theme we've got a couple lined up for later in the year um obviously there's other little novellas that you can tack on here if you want uh but we don't so (laughs) go forth and set the world on fire beloveds let that be your life's calling read the additional religious smut uh that we won't be covering here and tell us if it's any good yeah. Next up, we love to hear your thoughts. We're gonna take just I think, a I feel hard like that left. Sounded sarcastic, but I did genuinely mean it. No, no, I I live for hearing other people's thoughts. I, yes, uh, I was so like, please. I felt like my tone with the way I said it sounded like I was being a sarcastic asshole, which I was. You just not got an asshole voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> tell him, Joel. Tell me, he's fine. Uh, so we are going to be taking a hard left after all of this and a much needed breather from the sad, taboo Catholic romances. And we're going to be covering The Merman's Kiss by Tamsin Lay. And this book was suggested by my coworker, Mark. And so one, we are demanding uh, he read it with us because that's only fair. Um, and two, it's fewer than 200 pages. So this should be a light, fun summer read. And that episode will be dropping on June 29th. And we're hoping... This is a a nice little respite for everyone. And honestly, who didn't go through a mermaid phase as a kid? Oh, dude. I Every pool I was in pool, ever. I was like putting my legs together and flapping my fins. Yep. Like, yeah, no, it was before I, they had them because yes. we didn't have cool shit like that when I was a kid. Uh, no, yeah. Well, I, it was just my actual legs. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we will see you in two weeks. But until then, read what you love and, and fuck, fuck the, the rest. rest. If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. 
For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.